This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met here on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of it as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that their nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they have thus far so nobly carried on. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Okay, four score and 79 years ago, that speech uh, in Gettysburg. Uh, a couple of things uh, about that speech. Remember, it was only a few minutes long and you know, uh, written by Lincoln either two nights before or partly on the train up there and even the night before in the Gettysburg Hotel. I think it was where he stayed or right. The, the, if you've been to Gettysburg, right in the square. Um, and it was only three minutes long. I think it was Everett was the um, spoke beforehand for three hours. He was a great orator of his time. And afterwards, he came to Lincoln and said, hey, uh, I try to do my best, but <laughs> yours yours will be remembered. And remember that nobody really uh, took any note of the speech until essentially years later became uh, much bigger and started to be taught in, in schools. Um, 
Lincoln, there, the important thing, it's what we try to do here in the war room on the unfinished work. And that's why you see if that work is in Mexico or we're talking about Brazil or we're talking about Georgia Maloney in Italy or, uh, you know, in, in, in Hungary, uh, of what's going on there uh, with the great fight or if it's in Arizona or if it's in the halls of Congress. And you're not going to win all these fights. Just not. We're going to win. Uh, and the ones we win, we're going to take advantage of, full advantage of. And we're not going to go down without a fight in any of them, right? And we're doing the analysis so people can understand what happened on um, November 8th uh, and the, what the victories show us and what the defeats show us. One thing I can tell you on the defeats is that there's definitely an aspect of establishment Republicans, the kind of people that have gotten the, the controlled opposition that have taken your money and taken your effort and time and time again over decades and decades and decades, won elections and basically – pissed away uh, the wealth uh, and the uh, the backbone of this nation, the controlled opposition Republicans who just want to go along and get along. And we'll be able to show you in, in different states, and particularly I think it's glaring in Arizona. Also, you have to be um, objective about the ballot manufacturing business as shown in, um, in uh, Nevada and in Pennsylvania, but particularly Nevada. It's just a egregious example how Laxalt had that uh, Senate seat stolen from him. So a lot of unfinished work. That's what we're here in the war room. I got to tell you, people are fired up and you're starting to see what the investigation of York is and people are saying, hey, well, I got to see results. Absolutely. But remember, it's a process. So you got to get into the process. And that's why these battles over the next couple of weeks uh, everywhere, particularly on Capitol Hill on this lame duck, because the stuff they're going to try and do on the lame duck is going to make your head blow up. So a lot of that, a lot of fights up on Capitol Hill, but we're still fighting in, in different places, by the way. I've asked Todd Benzman to join us because this situation with Mayorkas is so um, important. I want him to comment on it. Also, he's going to tease us about a massive uh, report he's breaking on Monday morning. He's going to be back here at 10 o'clock a.m. to start the show on something that shows you that it's the reason why I think that will eventually lead to Garland's impeachment and to uh, and eventually one of the aspects of I said Article one of Joe Biden's will be the invasion of the southern border. What Todd Benzman has will shock you. We'll get part of it today and then part of it tomorrow. But Mallorca has been put on notice that his investigation is going to start under Jim Jordan and maybe Daryl Issa, but it's going to start forthwith. I want to go, though, but there's a lot of unfinished work in uh, Arizona where uh, a um, a woman named Carrie Lake came to the forefront over the last year, year and a half, two years as really a leader of this movement. Carolyn Wren uh, joins us uh, from, by the way, we'll get to the Trump clip in a second. We're also all over this special counsel. I don't think we've, uh, we're doing a lot of work on that. We're going to get to that in a, in a minute. Mike Davis is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that and other things about big tech being used on these elections and the suppression of information. Caroline Wren joins us, senior advisor to Kerry Lake. W what is going on? What, what, we, we, we know you guys are working behind the scenes uh, Carrie Lake has already said she's going to contest this. She's bringing up information. W what is the timing and what, what's the kind of the arc? What's the general direction of this? Sure. Just kind of even on comments of what you were just saying earlier, it's it with too often when election days, you know, either don't go away or something bad happens, Republican candidates and their consultants, they just pack up and leave and move on. This is part of the reason why we're in this place in 2022 and we have all these issues with our voting systems. Carrie is never going to do that. Our team is not going to do that. We are going to continue to fight to correct the just 
thousands and thousands of wrongdoings we've seen in this election and bring to light the tens of thousands of voters who are disenfranchised with this shoddy election. And mainly because, Carrie said this to me, we are facing an existential crisis as a party. Our grassroots supporters do not have faith in the elections, nor should they. And if we don't fight now, then when? And so right now there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, I think we'll learn a lot more on Monday. You saw some things out of Cochise County happening where they're refusing to certify. We're looking to see what implications that will have on Maricopa County if they decide not to if they should decide not to certify, I don't really have that expectation. It's, you know, Katie Hobbs is in charge of the certification process, our, our opponent. And so she's going to fight this in every way, but I would hope that the courts end up stepping in to, to fight with this as well. It just seems to me that this thing is in such a mess and you're having so many thousands of people coming forward, not just with their own individual stories, but process stories. And, you know, you've got a manual, the manual says how you're supposed to run this thing. And these guys are calling audibles, you know, when the systems break down, which is, there's no reason, like, how could it possibly break down at that moment? How could you have not thought this thing through, right? Particularly when you know that Kerry Lake's voters are coming out on game day for months and months and months, whether it's Mike Lindell or everybody, because they don't trust the system. And so there's no problem in the system up, and then you have this massive outpouring on, on game day, and immediately the system breaks down, and they come out, and what they tell you is, all uncoordinated. None of it makes sense. They're making it up as they go along, and they have a thick manual promulgated under the signature of, wait for it, Katie Hobbs. There's a, there's a way to do things, and right. yet you look at that and compare it to everything else, and they just kind of threw the manual out and made it up, and in fact, it, it, it'll be brought up, I'm sure, in your filings or however you guys decide to do it. The uh, I think the attorney for Maricopa County was sitting there going, hey, I, you know, you, you can't one of the reasons they didn't want to extend hours. I think he actually said to extend voter fraud or whatever, because people are just running around going to different locations. There was a process that process is supposed to be that process. If uh, if executed upon uh, Ms. Wren is what you can have an election that can be certified. If you decide to just throw that process out because you have issues that you should have taken care of on the machines, but you just can't throw the process out and make it up as you go along. That's disenfranchisement because certain people will be treated certain ways and other people are not to be treated other ways. And some people are just going to go, you know, people don't have time to wait three and a half hours or two and a half hours in line. And when they see it, that's absolute in your face voter suppression. And these clowns at Maricopa County who are an absolute disgrace. And this is why I say for Arizona, this is playing out all over the world. So this is going to affect investments later on. This is going to affect people's wanting to come to Arizona. This is not a Republican issue. This is not a MAGA issue. This is not a this is not a independent or Democratic issue. This is an issue for all Arizonans and quite frankly, everybody in the country that we have to get our arms around exactly what happened, the facts of what happened in Arizona, particularly Maricopa County. You just come out of the blue, you mentioned it. Cochise County just last night in the middle of the night. Hey, we don't know if we can certify. We got to. We got to. We got some questions we got to ask. And I hear with my contacts in these other counties, there's just as big issues. And these and yeah. these people that have tried to run the election sitting there going, "Hey, we got to do a review of this." Your your, your thoughts and observations, ma'am. Yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. Can you imagine if this had happened in Philadelphia or Detroit and inner city, you know, Democrats have been disenfranchised on election day? I mean, my God, like the DOJ would have, I don't know, 
some percentage, let's say 48% of the 87,000 armed IRS agents they would have out there trying to figure out what the heck's going on. So it is just the the um, double standard is ridiculous. And even the, the media downplaying this too and saying, oh, well, the, you know, they're screaming about 48% of, of uh, ballot places went went down on election day, but 52%, you know, were, were working and operable. You could go to the next one. Like what, if you, would you get on a plane where 48% of the, you know, basically half of the engine was working? But- Okay, like but, I, hold no. on, just, but hang on, hang on, but hang on. That's the heart of it. Go back to the manual. It's just not that you can kind of, you're not a free agent. You're not a floater. You just can't right. float, right? He came yeah. by and said, well, if you live in Tempe, you can work in the surprise. But there's a process when you check in, yeah. right? The whole thing of spoiled ballots in the, in the, in the ledger. This is my point. It the will not tell well, fi- fi- 52, 52%. And I said, well, hang on. But that's just a general overall percentage. First yeah. off, how possibly could you prepare for two years for game day and have 48% of the machines have technical malfunctions? Carolyn Wren. Well, we just sent our attorneys just sent a letter. You know, this is one of one million letters. We're just filing off to them and document things. But, um, you know, that the, the company that these machines have failed is a company out of Japan. And they recalled these machines in 2021 that Maricopa County was absolutely aware of this fact. So one thing we want to know, when did they become aware that this company had recalled these machines because they weren't working? We should know that. And when they started to not work throughout the week, and in fact, I came on your show and said that on October 12th, when they started early voting, that there were no issues that were reported. And some of these reporters in Arizona who are now basically acting as spokesmen for Maricopa County, it is hilarious. I'm like, why don't you actually go ask these questions? But they kind of actually ended up making a really good point that we hadn't thought of because if on the 12th, October 12th, there were no issues, and then these ballots were being sent to MedTech, which is a centralized place. We now know through some of our poll observers that, and let me get this number sound correct, 44 polling locations that opened on the 28th um, had about four or about 43% of them did have issues. And there was 12 polling locations that opened uh, about the 10 days rolling up that had these same printer issues. And we now have sworn affidavits that said that they were aware of these problems. And now we want to know, okay, so if you were aware of them between the 12th and leading up until Election Day, what did you do to fix it? Because the percentage was going up each day. And then you put more of these machines out that you knew would fail. And there were really simple, like, setting changes that you could make. None of them were checked. So it is getting, it is now, to me, cross the point of this is incompetence and it has to, at some point, be malice. Like, it is just unbelievable. And every time the media tries to push back on us and say, oh, this is a trail, like, you're actually proving our point more. There is no way that anyone could argue that this was a well-run election. And Queen Mitchell put out an excellent report this morning that everyone should go and look at. She has observers and election workers all throughout Maricopa. And 95% of the respondents said their concern with the election process was the voting technology. The observers were reporting chaos. Yeah. I mean, there is just so much information just, coming in. Hang on one second. We're going to hold you through the break. We got the great Todd Benzman of CIS on Mayorkas. Uh, Mike Davis is coming about special counsel. All of it next in the world. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, uh, Caroline, and we're, I think we're going to get Cleo on here on Monday, but um, you're, you're, you're doing work. There's all types of affidavits coming in. What can people, because th- there's nobody outside of President Trump right now in the political world that um, is of more focus to the war room audience than uh, Ms. Carrie Lake of uh, Arizona. So um, can you just kind of preview next week? I know you don't want to give away your legal strategy or anything like that, but I I assume 
that we're going to see a little more of Kerry Lake on what we call Kerry Lake offense, the Kerry Lake attack mode? We are going to, yes. I think that um, she'll definitely be be out and in front of this next week. Uh, still waiting. The lawyers, there's a couple of different teams of lawyers who are trying to figure out what to do. There's different uh, suits to be brought. And you forget, there's there's a whole slate of candidates who are disenfranchised in this election, too. Abe Hamaday, the attorney general candidate that we desperately in, need in there, I think as of this morning, is down 540 votes. He has a legal team that's looking at options. Mark Fencham is such a fighter and, you know, was absolutely disenfranchised in this election. Blake Masters, you should go to his Twitter page and see the things that he put out yesterday about Maricopa County. So it's um, the, the the delay is not that we're not fighting or not wanting to. It's that it's nuanced. There's a lot of candidates yes. here who's who worked for two years very hard and they deserve yeah. for every single legal vote to be counted and for no. to know exactly why and what, when, but, and but, how but, the but, but in front of the world, we have to vet this. We owe this. This is bigger. Just like the Trump movement now is bigger. Or the, what's happening in Mexico city is bigger. And in Brazil is bigger than the Bolsonaro's yes. as great as they are. And as much as I love them, the Trump movement here is bigger than president Trump, as much as we love him and he's the leader and he's going to be our nominee in, in, in 24. Uh, this is bigger than Kerry Lake. This is bigger than Blake Masters. There's something so wrong in Arizona that has to be vetted in front of the, in front of the entire world. We need radical transparency. And, right. and, and people in Arizona, particularly the business community, if you think you're serving yourself by having a clown – like this guy, Bill Gates, wander out there with that Fargo accent and, and get, ba-dee, 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 all that spin and gaslighting he does. Those days are over. You have got to have full transparency and people have to know exactly what went on. And they got to bring the receipts, you know, all the communication. Yeah. That's why, you know, I, I don't know if the courts take over this process, but at some point in time, and the Democrats deserve this as much as the Republicans, so this, this can't continue on. If the Republicans have won this, you should still do the exact same thing. This thing was just, it just stinks to high heaven. It's unprofessional. And I got to tell you, I, I absolutely agree. At some level, they can't be just that incompetent, right? You know, Gates was part of this pack that was trying to stop the candidates. Yeah. It just, it, it's so absurd what happened. And not just that. Here's the thing. There was, this was under a spotlight from two years ago. You couldn't have put a bigger spotlight on anywhere but Arizona. They came up with a procedures, a detailed procedures manual. I'm going to say I agree with the procedures or not agree with the procedures. But my point is they went through a whole process. Remember, they tried to pass bills. Some things passed. A lot of stuff didn't. But they came up with procedures promulgated by Ms. Hobbs, right? right. Third part. If, if it's not by the book, why is it not by the book? You just can't call audibles. Bill Gates does not have some planetary power. Uh, to, to, to call audibles when people in their lives are going there to do something that, they, that, that is their basic civic duty. What Lincoln told us at Gettysburg, the unfinished work, the unfinished work was in Arizona on 8 November. That's why Lincoln's address about the war dead of Gettysburg wasn't just about the war dead. It was about the task and purpose of the war dead. OK, that is Arizona today. We can't let this go, and we won't let it go. And I don't care if every Republican consultant in the country, screw you. I don't care what you have to say. Your people stabbed us in the back on that day. That's fine. We're big boys and girls. We'll deal with that. But don't sit there and lecture me that, that no, you got to get to the bottom of this. Here's why. You're going to have a ton of people, hardworking people, good people say, screw it. I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm going to live my life. If you lose that, you lose the country, and that's what they want. 
They want the exhaustion. They want the demoralization. That's the purpose of this exercise from their perspective. And that's what we're never going to agree with. Okay. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down with a fight. And trust me, we ain't going down. And everybody says, oh, the big victory. Hey, you see the White House. You got, I got Zen master Jean-Pierre. Hey, the first time they rattled her Zen calm was yesterday about the Hunter Biden thing. They are so nervous in the White House. You don't think in New York is family the thing about lawyering up right now on this thing? We're going to get to Ben's in a second. Caroline, how do people get to you? And particularly how they look forward to Monday, let's say. Yeah, and I think the reporters need to do their jobs. They aren't asking questions. The, the New York Times came to me and said they were working on a Maricopa County story. And I said, great, I've got so many questions you should ask. Maybe why did they use a Japanese printing company whose equipment was discontinued in 2021? Why won't you, why won't Maricopa County release the number of voters who checked in and dropped off a mail-in ballot, which was then voided? Why was a curing extended in dim areas in Marico- outside of Maricopa County and not in Maricopa County uh, from this past Wednesday? How many drawer three ballots were never counted? When did the fading timing marks, did you discover that those were a problem during the process between October 12th and election day. And you know what? Instead, they don't they don't want to write. They won't ask any of these things. They want to know who our lawyers are and are we which MAGA people are we working with? I'm like, who who cares? Here's a hundred questions you should go be asking Maricopa. Right. So for right now, you know, we're putting a lot of things out at Carrie Lake War Room, Carrie uh, at Carrie Lake, at Caroline Wren. We're throwing these thing, these things out there. And I'm hoping that some investigative reporters start picking these things up and really looking into it. Okay. Thank you. So Carrie Lake War Room. I guess my attorneys will probably talk to you guys this afternoon about no, just kidding. Couldn't help it. What a what a what a homage. It's an homage. <laughs> we understand. Caroline Wren, thank you very much. Honored to have Thanks. you on here. Okay, Benzman. Uh let's get the Breitbart story back up. Todd Benzman has been, because of his expertise, the audience understands us about the invasion. A couple of years ago, he was the one of the lead witnesses when the Republicans had this uh had an investigation into into issues on the southern border. Of course, Nancy Pelosi from around the house. You guys, did they they force you into a conference room, or did you have to go to like across the street to the Starbucks and have the hearing, Todd Benzman? No, I mean it was uh, the Freedom Caucus held a border hearing. Pelosi wouldn't let them have a room on the on the hill, so they had to go off campus to some other place. <laughs> they held it. They held it anyway. But you know. yeah, but hold it. This ain't going to happen this time. You've seen no. the letter they shot the shot across the bat of Mallorca's. Todd Benzman will be one of the key uh, witnesses in this, no doubt, given his expertise. You saw the letter. You saw the Breitbart exclusive. Tell me um, inside. You saw what they're asking to 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 look at. How serious do you think this can be made? Well, they can. This is one of the one areas where the Republican-controlled House can actually make a difference in the sense that they can hold hearings now, finally, that the muzzle is off and they can actually start to make inquiries. Uh, There's talk about doing an impeachment of Mayorkas. Uh, There are a ton of unanswered questions about this border crisis and how it got started and who did what, when, and what the thinking is. Uh, And I'll just tell you that I have a short list of my issues that I think uh, the Mayorkas DHS should be made to answer for. One of them is this widespread use of parole, humanitarian parole authority. They're only supposed to do this like for one here and there. They've done this, they've given this to a million and a half people, massive numbers, whole categories of immigrants are just being handed uh, parole 
into the United States. The, the other thing is uh, the Mayorkas' widespread claim of prosecutorial discretion to pick and choose which congressional laws that they're going to enforce. The ones that they chose not to enforce are all of them. Deportation, detention, they ended interior deportation. ICE officers not allowed to do their jobs, uh, have to call in advance for, uh, for permission to arrest aggravated felons. Um, the, the refusal to comply with court orders, Title 42, they found all these ways to get around uh, Title 42. They've reduced it down to 30%, 35% of, of uh, people pushback. The use of uh, remain in Mexico, uh, I could go on and on. They're required by the court to enforce the old, the policy of remain in Mexico. They're like found all these loopholes and they're barely doing it. So uh, really the, the, the failure to follow congressional statutes by lying about uh, detention centers being too full when they're all completely empty. We can't do this because they're full, but they're empty. Uh, and there's evidence of that. The prevarications just go on and on and on. And the sandbagging of information that the, the American public desperately needs to be able to determine what the hell's going on at the border. I think finally the Republican-controlled House will be able to get some of that answer. I, want, I, I know you're going to put it up uh, early Monday morning, and Todd's going to be back to kick off the show on on um, on Monday. But Todd, just real quickly, <clears throat> it's you're going to blow this thing up on Monday because you're going to see – this is so well thought through. This is just not they're acting by chaos because there's so many people coming. They have a plan to get as many people, these illegal aliens into the country as quickly as possible. Todd's about to break a story on Monday that will make your head blow up about how it's like precision engineering. They're, they're like guys at uh, like Johnson Controls, right? They're, they're process. And these are process engineering, uh, Todd. How do people get to you between now and then? Because I know you're going to break the story Monday morning over at CIS. We're going to have you on here to kick off things Monday at 10 a.m. Where do people get to you in the interim, Todd? Well, the story goes up at CIS.org at 1 a.m. Monday morning, uh, and it'll be out. Uh, you know, there's a video, a 10-minute video uh, that I put together on the ground in Mexico and also a written piece with a lot of photos uh, T. Benzman at Getter is my social media and uh, ToddBenzman.com also. And and let's get the book. Get, the books on Amazon can be pre-ordered. Todd's been this big blockbuster story. 1 a.m. will be up. We'll have it up on the Worm site immediately. And Todd will kick off the show at 10 a.m. on Monday morning. Todd Benzman, thank you. Quick break. Mike Davis, special counsel next. Collusion to do bad things to the greatest movement. They want to do bad things to the greatest movement in the history of our country, but in particular, bad things to me. But I've gotten used to it. People are corrupt, and yet they go after innocent people under the guise of legitimacy. Over the years, I've given millions and millions of pages of documents, tax returns, and everything else. And they have found nothing, which means I've proven to be one of the most honest and innocent people ever in our country. Larry knows that. 
They got everything. President Trump uh, throwing down Harlow Spring and Mike Davis. Mike, uh, to your expertise, President Trump, when he says they've, they've uh, and I don't even know what the thinking is over DOJ, but they have picked a radical, right? They have picked a radical uh, that is a headhunter to try to go do this. He, he's had a couple of epic fails, but they empowered a basically the most radical guy they could possibly do to go after President Trump. Is that, a, is that the essence of it? Well, let's just look at Jack Smith. Jack Smith uh, was the head of the public integrity section in the o Obama Justice Department. He was appointed by Eric Holder and Eric Holder's uh, uh, people, uh, the political appointees of the Justice Department, to lead the public integrity section. He was implicated, this Jack Smith was implicated in Lois Lerner's scandal, where Lois Lerner at the IRS used the IRS, weaponized the IRS against uh, conservative groups. And it seems like uh, Jack Smith turned a blind eye to that. There's also the issue of uh, Jack Smith was in charge of the corruption prosecution against Virginia Governor Bob McDonald. Bob McDonald was a, a potential Republican presidential candidate. And so what happened? Uh, this Jack Smith took him out on a uh, a bogus legal theory that was overturned eight to nothing by the United States Supreme Court. Uh, Justice Scalia had died. Otherwise, it would have probably been nine to nothing. It is very difficult to have a Supreme Court unanimously overturn a criminal conviction. And Jack Smith found the way uh, with the Bob McDonald case. And it seems like what they're trying to do is run the Bob McDonald play against President Trump. President Trump has announced that he's a Republican presidential candidate. So what does a, Attorney General Merrick Garland do? He calls in uh, Jack Smith again to take him out. Do we have the uh, do we have the Jean-Pierre, the Zen master? Do we have that ready to go? I want to play that. Can we go ahead and play that? I want to play that. I want I, I would like uh, I would like uh, uh, go ahead. Let's go ahead and play it. I want uh, I want Mike Davis's response. The top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, Congressman Comer, has said that he's investigating the president's involvement in his son Hunter's uh, foreign business dealings. Uh, one, looking for your reaction to that, and, and then on the merits of the allegations, can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son uh, Hunter or his brother's uh, foreign business dealings? So, look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here because... Um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. Uh, they said they were going to make that a priority. They were very clear about that these past uh, several months. And instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, uh, you know, they're focusing, they're making their type priority. They get the majority and their type priority is actually not focusing on the American families, but focusing on the president's family. They're not coming up with solutions on how we're going to lower costs for, for American families. They're not coming up with solutions on how are we dealing with uh, uh, issues that matter the most uh, to American families. Look, uh, the, the midterm elections were very clear. They were very clear where uh, Americans Master. said they were. Okay, thank you, Zen Master uh, Jean uh, Marie. Um, that's not going to cut it. They're going to do a lot on inflation. Here's what they're going to do on inflation: not let you pass an omnibus bill that you want to of two trillion dollars unfunded. How about that? Suck on that for your inflation. Okay, that's all going to be stopped. But you're going to get investigated every single day, Mike Davis. Uh, is that a good enough defense of the White House? Oh, you ran on inflation. 
And now you're telling the American people we want to investigate. Your thoughts, sir? It's just nonsense. There is smoking gun evidence that President Biden, his son, Hunter, and President Biden's brother, James, were on the Ukrainian and Chinese payrolls. This is corrupt or this is foreign corruption of a of a president. He could be compromised. And the, the House Republicans outlined 10 potential crimes that President Biden may have committed. And they need to get to the bottom of this. Remember, Congress has committees. They can walk and chew gum at the same time. They have a constitutional duty to do oversight. And it is certainly within Congress's oversight purview to figure out whether the sitting president of the United States is compromised by his son, Hunter, and his brother, James's corrupt foreign dealings with China and Ukraine. This is nonsense to say that, that this is not a legitimate inquiry by House Republicans. And the bigger question is, is why didn't Attorney General Merrick Garland appoint a special counsel to look into the, the smoking gun evidence of foreign corruption of his boss, President Biden? There is a more compelling argument. Actually, it's more compelling under the law that Garland appoint a special counsel to investigate his boss rather than his boss's political opponents. And so the House Republicans, Senate Republicans, they need to raise holy hell about this on Monday that Garland has appointed a special counsel, a heat-seeking missile to go after Biden's political enemy, but has ignored the evidence that Biden, his son Hunter, his brother James were, were allegedly on Chinese and Ukrainian payroll. I want you to compare and contrast that because we had the lead story on Gateway Pundit today was just something I read from a text message from um, from Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was on yesterday saying, hey, you got to absolutely fight and fight uh, to the death here. It cut them off on money uh, in the appropriations bill. And she texted after she finished the interview. She was at Mar-a-Lago, I think, last night. She texted me. She'd had a conversation with Kevin McCarthy. And she said, I could go ahead and read it. It was a lead story on Gateway Pundit uh, overnight. McCarthy said, not a penny, not a penny. If there's a fight, we got to have not a penny. So, But I want you for the audience, Mike, because people have come to kind of revere you about explaining things. Explain this whole concept of a special counsel and why we are now uh, from October three years or uh, we're two years into the Hunter Biden thing with nothing happening. And yet Trump has gone through. The Mueller, the two impeachments, uh, the January 6th, grand juries everywhere. And that's just on these topics. I mean, he's he, this is the fifth or sixth one that he's done. They're trying to destroy. You got to understand with something with Trump. It's not the charge. It's the ride. They're trying to break President Trump. The reason we have to have his back more than ever is not simply because of the man, Donald Trump. Part of it is that. But part of it is that they want to take your voice away by breaking him. And this is the latest attempt to break him. They're trying to break him now with this, to try to demoralize him, to try because they're just going to keep coming and coming and coming where they get off scot-free. Well, I got news for him. And here's a great thing about the Hunter Biden thing. Part of that we never went into, but we have the receipts. The... Chinese Communist Party corruption and compromise the Biden family. I am one of the world's leading experts on that, to be blunt. Okay, I'm the head of the Super Hawk in the White House. Every book documents it. Plus, I'm the only civilian in the history of the country. History of the country be fully sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. Four minutes into Biden's, four minutes after he took his hand off the Bible. Four minutes on the 21st. I'm their enemy and they know I'm their enemy. I love it, right? 
I detest these people, what they've done to the Chinese people. However, I just want to make sure everybody understands that on the laptop from hell, the compromise is at a level of treason. Okay? And you'll see all that. But the individual perversion of this family and its family, not just Hunter Biden family, will shock the American people. And so, hey, you're going to go after Trump? We've held back. Sorry, not sorry. We're going to get into the depravity, the depravity of this family that purports to represent the people of this nation. Okay, fine. We're going to let the people of this nation see, and then you weigh and measure it. It's not just Hunter Biden. It's the family. It's a perverted family. And the documentation, the laptop from hell, read Miranda uh, Devine's book. It will shock, even the most hardened, hardened and jaded person, it will shock you, shock you what's in that laptop, which really has never come out in a systematic way. It's all coming out now. Want to do this? Want to play Smash Mouth? Hey, we can give as good as we get, and we're going to give it hard, okay? This is the reason that we were taken off Twitter. This is the reason they took us off Twitter. Because the War Room Twitter account, I've never had a Twitter account. War Room Twitter account was putting up the financial compromise. And every now and again, one of the people on the staff would put, would put up something that was not the financial compromise. Okay? But no. If you're going to do this, you're going to do it. But how, how, are we, how are we two years into this and now six years into Trump? And Trump is one thing after the other after the other. And the Bidens, because of the Justice Department, has never been. And by the way, it's Bill Barr. Chris Ray and Merrick Garland. It's just not, it's just not uh, uh, Democrats here. It's, it's also the administrative state Republicans, Mike Davis. Yeah. So the whole reason we have a special counsel provision is when the attorney general is conflicted, right? And so, or, or the justice department is conflicted or there's an appearance of conflict. There is absolutely a, an appearance of conflict at best, even a conflict of interest for the attorney general to be investigating his boss, the president of the United States. There is no reason there should not be a special counsel appointed to look into President Biden, his son Hunter, and his brother James. There is smoking gun evidence of foreign corruption of the president of the United States. He is compromised. There, this, has to be, this has to be looked at by a special counsel. And this is not about looking at crackhead son Hunter's you know, dealings with prostitutes. This is about the president of the United States and how he is compromised. And it is on this laptop and it is being covered up. It was covered up by the FBI and now it's being covered up by Attorney General Merrick Arlitz. And so we have the Attorney General unleashing this heat sinking missile, Jack Smith uh, against President Trump, uh, Garland's boss's uh, chief political enemy uh, based upon non-crimes, the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. It is not a crime to object to a presidential election. Democrats did it in 1969, 2001, 2005, 2017. It's only a crime to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes. And that's what the Democrats are trying to turn this country into. It is not a crime it, 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 to take his records. And it's particularly not a crime when we have the evidence that you stole the election and you're illegitimate. And 42% of the American people agree with us. Okay. And we're going to get into a lot more of that. Mike, hang on. I know you've had the great crusade against the tech oligarchs. We're going to see what the, the real meaning of that next in the war room. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, 
and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Quad Review says that DHS plans to target, I'm quoting now, inaccurate information domestically on a wide array of subjects, including, quoting, the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of U.S. support from for Ukraine. This is what you're devoting your agency's resources to. So I guess my first question is, is an American citizen who criticizes COVID mandates now to be treated as a domestic terrorist? Uh, you have three inaccuracies in the question you posed to me. Number one, border security is a priority of ours. Number two, the department does not censor speech. And number three, we did not publish a quadrennial review. Does it exist, the quadrennial review? I believe it is uh, being worked on. Well, it, it's been published in the media. Will you make it public? Uh, when it is final, it will be public. Here's my question then. If, if you're not censoring speech and if you're not treating Americans as domestic terrorists, then why is it that you're pressuring big tech to treat American citizens as if they're threats to the homeland? Why are you pressuring them to censor speech? Thank you for taking the time to meet today. Wanted to make sure you saw the steps we took just this past week to adjust policies and what we are removing with respect to misinformation. Are you familiar with that one? Just yes, no. just yes or no. Uh, no, because I'm the okay. secretary of DHS. Well, I'm asking you that because it's funny you say that. A federal judge has just found as a finding of fact, Mr. Secretary, that your office, and I'm going to quote now, is supervising the nerve center of federally directed censorship. We have example after example of this administration coordinated, apparently, according to a federal court, by your agency, pressuring, coercing social media companies to engage in censorship. Is that constitutional? That is unequivocally false. Is what the emails show? It is unequivocally false, Senator. You're not having any meetings with them whatsoever? Uh, we meet with um, the tech companies. How often? To address... To address the Homeland Security You're saying that, that no one in your office has ever met with, coordinated, or otherwise engaged in any contact with a social media company in which you spoke to them about vaccine mandates, about uh, COVID mask mandates, about the withdrawal from Afghanistan, about the, about the current uh, U.S. involvement in Ukraine. None of that has ever happened. I, I don't know what you're referring to, Senator. I've cited a federal judge who says your department is engaged in supervising the nerve center of federally directed censorship. Here's my point. The federal government may not use private third parties to engage in activities that are unconstitutional. That's exactly what you and this administration are doing. You are leveraging private companies to carry out censorship on your behalf. It's dystopian, but worse than that, it's unconstitutional. It's also false. Okay. Uh, I want to get in. Mike, Mike Davis, this kind of gets to the heart. That in the Axios piece, you've got big tech now, these tech oligarchs, that it, it, it's kind of merged with the administrative state to, to oppress and suppress, suppress the voice, but oppress the American people. This is the heart of your crusade, correct? Yeah, I mean, this is an, a clear blatant First Amendment violation for government actors to work with private actors to censor, silence, deplatform, cancel American citizens based upon their political viewpoints or the fact that they're questioning governments. Uh, the, the whole point of the scientific method is to question the science. That's the whole point. And so when you have 
the White House. You had Jen Psaki announcing from the White House podium that the Biden administration is working with big tech to, to censor COVID misinformation, whatever the hell that means. They, they censored Rand Paul, a medical doctor and a senator, because he questioned Fauci and the science, the COVIDians, and he was censored. Uh, he was kicked off of YouTube. And so what I've been doing at the Internet Accountability Project, and I've been doing this as a lonely fight on the right for three years, is calling on uh, calling on Republicans, calling on conservatives to to band together with populist liberals and break up big tech. We need to break up big tech's gatekeeping power over information and commerce. If Google competed with YouTube instead of acquired YouTube, there is no chance that YouTube would have deplatformed Senator Rand Paul, a sitting senator. And if, when you have monopolists, when you have Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple, these trillion-dollar monopolists, they get their antitrust amnesty and Section 230 from uh, Section 230 immunity from the federal government, from Uncle Sam. And so it's very easy for the federal government, for the Biden regime, to choke their necks and make them do their bidding. Uh, Mike, how do people get to you to find out more about your crusade against the oligarchs on big tech and all the other great work you do? Yeah, so it's the I have a website for the War Room Posse. It's the iap.org, T-H-E-I-A-P.org slash war room. Go on there. It shows the bills, the bills that we need to get passed, and uh, we can get this done uh, with with uh, conservative all-stars like Congressman Ken Buck from Colorado, my former boss, Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. We're going to get this done. I'm at MRDDMIA, at MRDDMIA, Getter, Twitter, Truth, uh, and it's uh, at Article 3 Project, at Article Number 3 Project on the same platforms, and then Article3Project.org, Article Number 3 Project.org. Thank you. Let's make sure we get the one he built for the war and posse up there so everybody can see it. Mike, thank you so much. By the way, the getter, your Getter feed is very informative. Your Twitter feed is runs a little hot. So I recommend everybody follow both because it, it, the Twitter is a unique experience, if I might say. Mike Davis. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for taking time away on Saturday to be with us. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Uh, Turning Point USA, tpusa.com slash war room. We got this big gathering in the Metro Phoenix area, 17 to the 20th in December. It's going to be huge. Tucker Carlson is going to be there. Candace Owens is going to be there. Darren B. T- tons of people you see. Pasovic and Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's putting it on with Turning Point. Jack will be one of the hosts out there. Uh, it's going to be incredible, particularly on firing off the football when we come right back from Christmas because January 3rd, it all starts. The games begin. You want to do that. Also, if you go to tpusa.com slash warroom, you got Charlie Kirk's book that you got to read. You got it's half price, the college scam, and you will understand this trillion dollar bailout that they wanted the deadbeats that, quite frankly, our federal judge is blocking right now. But you understand the cartel and you understand why we're going to have to take it down legislatively. Also, mypillow.com, we got up to the 90% overstock sale. Make sure you go hit the bid today. Go check it out. They got so many things on sale, pre holiday sale, the overstock sale at mypillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. Go check out the WARROOM. Now, forget her. I'm going to be up. With the uh, Savage Angels, Grace Chung, Jane Zirkel, Captain Maureen Bannon throughout the weekend up on uh, on Getter as things break. And back here at 10 o'clock, it's Thanksgiving week, but man, is it going to be intense starting on Monday morning at War 10 Room Posse, back here you already War. know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. 
I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 